0: All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back once again to the One More Podcast. It is the official podcast of the podcast when you want one more podcast. and We are proud to bring it to you. Well, you know, we've got great sponsors and we want you to go out and have a great time this weekend at our friends at Showbiz Pizza Place. That's right. If you want a giant mouse looking like a rat, looking like something and a huge gorilla doing things, and then some sort of bear playing the piano. You want showbiz pizza for your friends, your kids, and scare the hell out of them at showbiz pizza. We are so happy to have them on this week. We got Carl Johnson. He is (laughs) the racing sports book director down there at the Boer in Biloxi. We got Bill Berman, the bandit. Parts unknown. Don't really know what he does. And then we got Cocktail Stevie Shrimp, who, well, he loves the NBA right up until he hates the NBA. Me, I'm just Ryan Hyde. I don't even know why the hell I'm here. I'm just going to try to hold the whole thing together. Boys, how are we doing this week? Are we ready to get rolling?
1: Hey, hey, yes, we are ready. Good to see you guys. And that, can I, Ryan, can I just say, we love that sponsor. That bear strokes a hell of a piano key, and uh, there's nothing better than (laughs) scaring the shit out of your kids.
0: No, that's that's what we love. That's why we took them there. And uh, if you can find one where you live, please let them know that we appreciate them here on the One More Podcast. Uh, let's get going tonight. We're going to hit some NBA. We got some hockey to talk about. Obviously U S open golf. Uh, Bill Berman has a few things to say. We have no idea what it's going to be. And luckily the FCC can't get us on this uh, podcast, uh, for right now. Uh, so it's going to be Berman unplugged or plugged in. We don't really know. Let's start with the golden uh, state warriors. They get the win last night. Um, on my radio show today, people were like, is this a dynasty? And I'm like, yeah, it's a dynasty. What do you guys think about what we saw? this finals with boston and golden state
2: go ahead stevie
1: well you know i last night I everybody everybody buckle in yeah
3: (laughs) (laughs) i had the over last night in the third quarter i was looking for razor blades you know it just it's been (laughs) it was i was just it was nauseating to watch boston just I mean, they literally shit on themselves. I was looking for diarrhea on the court. I mean, they they were shooting Paul, air
1: balls, throwing a ball little Paul out of Pierce box. action, little Paul Pierce back in the day. Oh, it was <laughs>
3: <laughs> no. Th- this was Tatum and Jalen Brown. I mean, when I tell you they stonk it up, and the, and then the uh, the white kid, he he looked horrible. I mean, they were shooting air balls like. I was looking for that team to come back that played the uh, fourth quarter of game one, but they never come back. That must've just been, I don't know. That was the biggest fluke I've ever seen. They played a perfect fourth quarter and they never could play like that again. But uh, I figured at home last night, they would make at least be a competitive game, but it was absolutely sickening. It was, I just, I turned the game off in the middle of the fourth quarter. I couldn't take no more.
1: So can we just pause here to say that I think it's great. And this tells you all you need to know about white guys in basketball, including myself. <laughs> even though I had a, I had a, a pretty good mediocre uh, junior high career. Um, that Stevie says white kid, and we all know who he's talking about. That's how few slots white talent has taken us to in the NBA these days. We're we're an untalented, untalented, pale group of guys.
3: I <laughs> was actually talking about Derek White, but anyway. <laughs> <you> just... <laughs>
1: Oh, sorry. Well, I mean, that too. Sorry. You said you said white kid and I immediately went to the Boston bench. So I I mean, no,
3: they have a white kid on the team, but I didn't get to. He didn't play very much. uh, The the kid from uh, I don't even know where he's from. But uh, anyway, yeah, Boston does have a white one white kid on the team but I'll, I'll, anyway.
1: I, my 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 two cents on this and this is not be, be it me being a smart ass because if i was smart i would have put my money you know where where my where my brain was people there is a gambling lesson in here right if you go back and listen to some of the shows um that we all listen to um and this is not a criticism of the visa network or any experts on there this was just general betting uh, you know discussion two weeks ago it was: Are the Celtics going to sweep, or is it a five-game series? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And after game after game one, that only got stronger, and we had people out there saying, "Look, all the talent is on the Boston side." And everything else. The reason I say that again is, I I didn't win a dime on this series. Let's be clear. But um, when you when the when the chips are all stacked on one side of the table. You gotta at least consider the contrarian side. That's yeah. that's point number one. Start thinking that way. When you hear everybody in life, that's a life lesson right there. And you get those here on this one more podcast. And yeah. and 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 secondly, uh, you know I love watching NBA players, um, and you see those moments in their career when they go from great to something else. And that's what Steph Curry did this series, right? You yeah. we all know when uh, a player can you know, has, has done something in the playoffs in championship series to become something else, you know, a top, not that Steph Curry was a great all-time player people are talking about him in the top five. Now they're better, you let's just pump the brakes on that. I know everybody's excited, but he's not a top five player, but he, uh, I mean, the guy is, he's a legend. I mean, he willed this team to win and he did it in, um, in game four and it changed the whole series you know
2: i heard one of the best comments i heard you know i look i i think personally along with most talking heads that i've heard you know boston's probably the better team here but they you just can't replace that dna that championship dna i mean it, that was yeah, you know you got uh, what you got three you know, Golden State got three players now, and it's got four uh, championships. You, you can't replace that. I mean, it just seems to rise. I mean, look with uh look what what's his name did. He couldn't hit the the uh, a barn the first you know three or four games. Uh, uh-huh. uh, and, and look what he he even made a couple of threes last night. Who am I talking about? Uh, uh, what's the Wait, big to call to call? Draymond. yeah, Draymond? Yeah, man, having a senior moment here, but. Even Draymond made points last, last night, you know, closed the deal. Uh, just a just a good showing by Golden State. And I'm glad Seth won the, 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 MB, the, the MVP also.
0: I'm, I'm going to jump in, and I'm going to make Carl put his sportsbook hat on here a little bit on this series. And what we can learn and what do we take away from where the sharp money went, where the public money went, and what is the takeaway on what we saw over the last week, 10 days, Regarding this series in the NBA,
2: yeah, I mean, you know the the this this whole thing, all of these playoffs. You know, we're we're seventy last. Let's see, we 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 was almost seventy days into the NBA playoffs, seventy. <clears throat> um, so, I mean, these things have been bet really weird. Look, we, we nobody won. Nobody last night with us won. They were all on Boston. Um, you know, for the series, I mean, you know, our, our big liability was with uh, the Lakers. They didn't make it. Uh, uh, Philadelphia, uh, they didn't make it. Uh, our liability was there with the Nets. Um, either one of these two teams could have won it, and we we could have been okay. But uh, Boston uh, and Golden State, two huge public teams, and so they balanced each other out. We uh, we we did real well on the series. Uh, and the playoffs, matter of fact. But uh, everybody got hammered last night, everybody, with us.
0: That's actually a great Joe Ely song from back in the 80s, by the way. Say that again? That's actually a great Joe Ely song from back in the 80s. Everybody got hammered last night. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, they did. Bill, what would you say? I couldn't catch what you had said.
1: I said, nobody wants to hear how well you did, Carl. Well, I mean, I didn't do well. I mean. No, you know, I, I know. I know. But you you or your stupid sports book. I mean, what well, what the heck? Bro? Right. Exactly. <laughs> Carl, believe me. just, Stevie just went through my body and it all came <laughs> I, out. He, he, he had
2: to have texted you. <laughs> and <laughs> and, uh, y'all, y'all probably this, got me set up. <laughs>
3: Carl, believe me. Carl acts like that's his money. Believe me. That money behind the counter, it's, it's his.
2: He well, pretends it is. Look, you gotta. I mean, you know, that's what I do, man. I mean, you know, I, I look. I get a bonus at the end of the year. You know, to, uh, uh, that bonus. I, you know, I want to be able to go. You know, buy some McDonald's or something with my bonus
1: money. I, hear you. I am surprised though, Ryan, to to what you were sort of talking about with. The, I, I'm surprised that this didn't go seven. Um, I thought it was going to go seven uh, after that game four. I mean. I did not think uh, the, in the back of my mind, I kind of felt like um, they really broke Boston's back. And I know it seems obvious to say in retrospect, but I thought, you know, Boston would snap back. They were really going to do one of two things. They were going to lie down and, and die like the dog Stevie said they were, uh, or they, they were going to step up and win that next game. And um and we know what happened. So, uh, but it turned out to be a hell of a series. I mean, even though it went six, it was a very, very good series, an entertaining series. It I was, know Stevie it, doesn't agree with that, but
2: it was the best series of the playoffs. I mean, it. I think. I think it really was because everything else was just terrible.
0: Do we have any reason to believe that Golden State is done? No. Can, can they I think, keep going?
2: Yeah, I think so. I, I think they'll win a couple more. They
3: I think got Draymond's guys on the done. Pitch that people don't know about. This Wiseman kid from Memphis—he hasn't even played. He's going to be a good NBA player. I mean, I think they're losing Wiggins, but they're going to give Pool a max contract, from what I'm hearing. I don't know how they can afford to do it, but he's getting a—he's getting paid. And uh, you know that team's deep. They got a lot of talent. I don't know whoever their scouts are really do a good job of finding these players because they keep coming up with these three-point shooters and guys that can just flat out play they specialist I mean everybody did they got a role and they and whatever role it is they do it to a tee. and I, I mean you got to tip your hat to them you know look I'm I've been following sports my whole life I you know I used to play a lot of pool and I admire guys that perform their best in the biggest moments and that's what it seems like Golden State does they come to the party and that's what Boston didn't do I mean you know, I don't care what you've done in the regular season or, you know, in meaningless play playoff games when you're lamb slaying. I want to see what you do. That's what made Jordan so great. He played his best at the most important times, And that's what, you know, that's why, I mean, I like, I mean, I don't particularly like him as a person, but I admired him as a basketball player. And Steph Curry's the same way. He comes with it when it's the most, When when, when you got to have it, he comes with it,
1: you know. I'll take the contrarian side of that, though, Ryan. I'll be the jerk on this podcast. Why shouldn't I be? I usually Fine am. Not. I'll say. I'll say that. Uh, I'll say I do think they're done. I actually think a little long in the tooth. They felt like that was their. To me, that was their. Uh, it was one hell of a last gasp. But I feel like that's kind of what they just did. Uh, I don't know if Clay's the same player. We'll see. Maybe I'm wrong, and he comes back stronger next year. Draymond uh, I, I, does nothing for me. I'll never understand why that guy's allowed to do what he's allowed to do on the court. Um, and Steph's going to be a year older. So they're not done in terms of not making the playoffs or anything, but I think they might be done their championship run here. Uh, and it was one hell of a run. The, the answer is the, what you started this with, which is, are they a dynasty? Yes, they are. Yep.
2: Now, after, move? yeah, I was just going to say, after 70 days of playoff NBA basketball, can we put a, can we put them away until next year? Do we? Do we? Free at last!
0: Can, free yes. at last! My my favorite
2: my favorite time of the year. No basketball.
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, because they are the number one team down at the Beau Rivage in Biloxi, Mississippi. We're talking about the Tampa Bay's. We're talking about the hockey. Yeah, we got some thoughts on what's going on. The Avs get the uh, the opening win. What do we think is going to go on in this thing? I don't know where you guys are on this. I used to be more into hockey when the Dallas stars were moderately relevant and pretty relevant and they're okay. But all right, what are we thinking on this thing? You guys plugged into this at all? Or where are you? I'm yeah. aware.
2: Yeah, I am. I mean, I, I just called a little while ago. We got a, we got a house full of hockey people. Um, I was off today. Uh, you know, I, I, this is a great time of the year for, for hockey. I mean, uh, you fly
0: them in though from Tampa Bay. You like trucking them in, putting them on buses. They 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 come in. Yeah, we have flights that
2: fly out of there. Uh, we do a lot of Georgia people. Uh, actually, we do a, a. There's a New Jersey junket coming uh, August 28th. That uh, uh, that 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 fellow that was down here, Michael Fiza, uh, one of the guys that follows us and, and enjoys listening to us. He uh, he's coming back August 28th. Yeah. He's from bills. He, he lives out there where bills at. So we yeah, we fly him in from all over the place, but we we have a bunch of Tampa Bay lightning people, uh, avalanche. I mean, the avalanche are extremely good. I bet them tonight. Again, first period, I laid a half a goal at plus a dollar 55. Uh, I hit both ends of it in game one. Uh, I had the avalanche in the over and I think it's going to be pretty similar tonight. Um, I, I do not see the lightning beating the avalanche in Colorado.
1: I will say this about this is my extent. I'm rooting hard against the lightning. Uh, back in the day, they broke my uh, moderately young Philadelphia Flyer heart by beating um, uh, the Flyers uh, repeatedly back in the day. Uh, I'm with you, Ryan, when the Flyers are out of it, and that's been early as of late. Um, I kind of lose interest, but I, I'm, I'm done with the whole lightning possible dynasty here. I'm rooting for the Avalanche. And the other thing I do is I root hard against the New York Rangers every year. So um, <laughs> that's where I stand on this whole thing. So go af
0: I'm just waiting on Stevie to jump in on this hardcore hockey discussion. He don't
3: know nothing
1: about hockey.
3: I'm not a big hockey guy, but I know this. I know Colorado's very good. They're very fast. I mean, it's one of the coaches. I think, I don't know who did they play that first series. Was it Calgary or whatever team they played? I remember the coach said, well, we have to go to Colorado. Why even waste, waste our time? Why even get dressed and show up? Like basically he knew they couldn't win there. I mean, it's when, when, a, when an opposing coach makes a comment like that, I mean, yeah, he might've been a little, being a little facetious, but I could tell the guy really, you know, had a lot of respect for what they're doing. And, uh, you know, I think Colorado is going to win the series. I don't know how many games it's going to take, but there's no doubt they're going to win the series.
1: Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm more interested now that Carl has peeled back the, the ugly curtain on this trafficking thing that's going on with Tampa Bay down in Biloxi, Mississippi. I, I think, I think we need more of an investigative. This might have to be our own like thirty for thirty, Ryan. You may, you may have to step out, do an investigative show. Uh, we need to know what the hell is going on with a, some kind of hockey junket coming into Biloxi, Mississippi and how Carl's making money off of it.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm telling you that, uh, you know, we, the thing about it is we ain't that far. We're not that far from from, oh. from Florida. You know, we're right in the middle. I mean, hell, I can be in Florida in like an hour.
1: I, I understand that, but but, you know, I mean, you know, God willing, you're not that far from really anybody on a plane, but what the hell are these hockey heads doing hanging out? I mean, I get what's been going on with the team. The team's excellent. The team's had a string of success here. They've actually been a fairly successful franchise since inception. Hell, there's, this, two, there's two hockey this, clubs in
2: Florida
1: now. Two. I know. They, and they both beat the jersey off the Flyers. I don't want to talk about either of them. <laughs> but I, I'm more interested in this trafficking issue of hockey people. We need IDs checked. We need drug testing of some sort. Uh, I don't know if the cash is being laundered on the way out there. I have no yeah, idea. I'm, what I'm more,
0: what I'm more intrigued by, Bill, is the idea of, you know, in soccer you have soccer hooligans that they follow yeah. their team around. Do we have hockey hooligans coming up from South Florida, coming up from Tampa Bay? They got like gap teeth and everything. They're they're right. rolling in their hockey sweaters. They're swinging no. sticks around, getting people away. I mean, I'm picturing a truck. Factor.
1: Yeah, I'm picturing a truck pulling up to the back of the uh, the Beau Rivage, Carl, like, lifting the back of that truck open. There's a bunch of guys going, hey, Carl, what's up? And, and, you know, there's, like, pucks laying around. There's sticks laying around. Carl shuffles these guys in the back door right to the sports book, and off they go.
0: Yeah, meanwhile, they're offloading, like, bootleg shrimp and stuff that, you know, Edmund signed (laughs) for. Nobody knows where it came from. You
1: see Stevie
3: smiling. He's got a piece of this thing. Yeah. Believe me, hockey couldn't make it in New Orleans. They had a minor league hockey team here called the New Orleans Brass, and they used to give tickets away at the convenience stores to get 300 people in the arena. It was a comedy. <laughs> I mean, just, hockey's definitely not a southern sport, so people in Florida must be a little different.
0: I've been all in all I know store. is I'm sitting here in West Texas, outside of Ropesville, Texas, USA, the suburbs of Ropesville, and I'm the only guy on this podcast who worked for a minor league hockey team. There you go. Hey, we we've Retired. got a
2: minor, we've got a minor league hockey team here in Biloxi. I can't wait until they start in like October. I'm going.
1: I can. Hey Ryan. Hey Ryan. Now you're working for a minor league media operation.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all elevate, and water goes to its level.
3: Maybe we could get a new sponsor that really
0: exists. That's right. Why oh, would we want a, one of those? I did. We we're doing this for the money. I thought we were doing this for the glory uh let's go let's go a little baseball for a little bit hot teams cold teams two one hot team one cold team met today anybody have the cubs no
1: not Not, did not have the cubbies um i do think it's interesting to look at teams right now and uh what are we a little past the quarter mark i think yeah um i i've said it before people probably sick of me saying it um If you want to bet the Yankees during the regular season, I think you can win a lot of money doing that. Um, If you don't take the other side of them in the postseason, I think you're a stone-cold moron. This team is a postseason fraud. They are the same team every year. Hit a ton of home runs, strike out too much, and then people come back and say, okay, yeah, but look at their ERA right now. Okay, let me know how that looks in October because – it ain't going to be this. It's going to be the same. I know this movie. It's just Charlie Brown and the football and Lucy. She's going to pull that damn football out from under me. And this, and the damn thing's going to end the same. I know this team. So, so the Yankees, they are not a regular season fraud. They're probably going to, you know, they're going to win like 110 games. God bless them. Last time I checked and I've been a Yankee fan for, you know, uh, 40 plus years. Um, nothing that happens in the regular season matters as the great George Steinbrenner used to tell folks. Um, there's only one trophy that matters, and 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 that's it. And they, and and they're not winning that thing. It's the same setup. So I'll get off my soapbox and stop crying. That's about why Dave
0: Winfield was Mister May for. Uh, that's
1: exactly for right. Friend. That's All
2: exactly right. I, right. I got, look, I got to disagree with Bill. I'm gonna. I'm telling you right now that I'm doing my Joe Namath impersonation right now.
1: The Uh-oh. New York,
2: the New York Yankees will win the World Championship this year.
1: This is going to guarantee it's it. It's a different ball
2: club. They, look. I'm telling you, they're going to win it. And if you want to make money this year, you need to play the Yankees from now on until the last day of the season, minus the run line,
1: every day, every day. Carl, we this you have officially thrown down the gauntlet. We need some time to think about this. There will be a personal bet between you and I right. uh, on on this. Something it has to be something stupid. Um, but I'm I don't sure know who are, who are watching this video. Uh, Carl, you gotta, you, Carl you gotta Carl take Carl. a
0: right? For his <laughs> grandkids to show biz. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Me and Carl don't agree on much, but I gotta agree with him on that. The Yankees are for real this year. They they, oh. Oh, they definitely look like a different team. Look, you're Doug getting Berman. suckered
1: right in. Come look, on in, boys. I agree with you. Come on me. in. The water's
3: warm. I ain't going to tell you why. <laughs> what you saying is true. Has that been true with the Dodgers, too? And they broke through and won it. I mean, look, Kershaw was the worst playoff pitcher for a guy that pitched his caliber in regular season. He could not win in the playoffs. And eventually the Dodgers broke through. So why can't the Yankees? If they okay. ever going to do it, it's going to be this year i mean nobody it, it,
1: it, it, would love to be more wrong than me on this and you this, know you, the boys you know, ryan uh go go to our go to our records room and save this tape put this on a shelf where we can see it there's a lot of tape back there uh the, the boys are going to be totally wrong on this uh and and i will be i got to think up a bet and, and i'll work on that this week i,
3: I tell you what, way, i, I want to I, I do want to say something about two weeks ago, I told a friend of mine. I said the Braves are about to hit a nasty hot streak, and sure enough, they reeled off like what twelve in a row. I knew they were underachieving, and they were fixing to get hot, and they did. I wish I'd have bet them. I wish I'd have started betting them when I told him that. Parlayed it.
2: All right. I'm. I'm going to also. I'm going to also pile on to what I've already said about the Yankees. It's my opinion that you're also going to have a Subway Series this year. I, disagree. Wow.
1: No. I think the Mets that, that, I, I actually like the second part of your your bet there I hate the Mets um, any God loving American should hate the Mets um, there's nothing <laughs> right about that franchise but um, uh, I, I, I actually agree with you on the Mets and by the way uh, you, you want to be short the Phillies like the Phillies are this town is such a joke like they get they get a, they did the whole new manager thing and they're reborn and they rip off like nine ten games. This team ain't going anywhere. They're still bought a right fielder at the top, and they don't have enough pitching. So um, I'm 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 taking you know I'll take the other side of the Phillies if we're talking about contenders and pretenders here. I agree with you on the Mets though, Carl. Um, that's a whole whole different organization right now.
0: This is where I'll jump in. I'll, I'm going to make Carl put back on his sportsbook hat for just a little bit when we're looking at. Lines when we're looking at teams and valuing them short term, long term, and we look at run differential. Yankees, huge run differential so far, obviously, regular season, yeah. 131. You can go down, we, we see the numbers. The Mets have a nice one. Uh, uh, Yankees the sitting at 63. Is that a component that translates to postseason, and how much does that work into the lines during the everyday thing? Yeah.
2: I mean, I think it factors into the line. Yeah. Overall. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at, uh, so you're looking at uh, Yankees, Dodgers, Mets, I think have the, the best three run differentials. Uh, So yeah, that absolutely plays a a part in that. Um, You know, the, the, the thing about it is, is that, you know, people tend to bet money lines as opposed to run lines. Uh, you, You know, run lines is where you get your, is, is that's where you get your value at, you know, money lines, uh, uh, you know, if I, if I was to bet baseball every day, I would, I think I would play run lines every day. Very few, probably hardly ever would I play a money line in baseball.
1: Uh, Hey Carl, can I ask you something on that? Actually, yeah. do you think that's a psychology, uh, psychological thing with, yeah. with the, uh, the run line, you think people are scared of those run lines and, and, and to your point, you know, fear usually provides value, right? So, But is that that what that is, why people stay away from that?
2: Yeah, you know, and and I think one of the things, too, uh, so about half of the, for instance, the Dodgers games or the Yankees games, a team that's real good, they have a big run differential. So regardless of where the Yankees play and the Dodgers play most of the time, they're the favorite. So the only thing that I would avoid on the run line there is that, when you're laying a run and a half with the Dodgers and they're on the road, you know they're not going to get that uh, one more you know, inning, or the the other, the other side. Yeah, they're they're not going to get that 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 bat. So I would watch who you're laying a run and a half with. Uh, you know, you might not
0: get that a half inning there. So
3: well, I'm going to take the contrary. I was going to say,
0: Stevie, you're either incredibly one. bored right now, or uh, have something amazing to say.
3: I am just going to tell you this. You keep laying that run and a half, you're going to be shopping at Goodwill because I could fill a shoebox up full of $100 bills with the money that I do laying that one and a half on the team one by one and cost me some gigantic parlies. I wouldn't lay one and a half if you put a gun to my head. That's All right, what, so to look, me, that is a stone sucker bet.
2: It's um, on, baby. I'm, Let's I'm, go. Here I'm, we go. And I'm telling you by the math, that's the way to play. But listen, there is a way. To where you can lay one, okay? You can make it to where one run is a push, and the you way the, the way that you do that is that let's just say you know not look, I'm I'm not real sharp on my math while I'm sitting at the house, but let's just say that you relay a run and a half, minus one uh, plus one fifty, okay? So you put a hundred bucks to win one fifty, on minus one and a half, you can right, take, right. you can also, you can take, uh, Well, I think the way to do that is you take the money line and you, and you want the money line to be equal to where you win the amount on the money line that equals the, the amount that you risk on the run line. So let's say that you, you make a money line bet, uh, $80 to win $50 uh, on the Dodgers minus one and a half. So you've it's, laid, it's 50, a kind yeah, you've laid, laid $80 ahead. to win 50 on the money line. Now on that run line plus money, you need to make your bet to where you win $80. So you're going to be laying something like 56 to win 80. And so if your team, if, you know, if your team don't win, you're going to lose both bets anyway, but if your team wins, by one run, you're gonna win the eighty dollars here, lose the eighty dollars there. So you basically get yeah, a like, game uh,
3: minus one. Dollar cost averaging is basically yeah. it's the same thing. I mean, I get it. In fact, now you don't have to do it. You can some of these casinos now let you slide it to one where you don't even have to worry about it. You can like like Boomtown over here, they use bar stool. You can lay one in a baseball game. I just don't like doing it. I mean, I've yeah. been burned so many times doing it. I mean, but teams like when they get hot, like the Yankees have been you can get away with it some, but yeah. for the most part, a lot, I mean, I would say probably 30% of all baseball games played come down to as a one run game. So, I mean, I, I don't know the percentage, but I'd say it's probably close to 30%. So that's what you're up against.
1: We're going to check Stevie's stat. Uh, Ryan, get that back to the stat room. That stat that just uh, Stevie just threw out on that 30%. We need <laughs> the young staff of the stat room working on that. And also, I don't know if the audience has shoes on while they're listening to this. I have flip-flops on. I needed that kind of footwear because as, as Carl was going through that math, I got to be honest with you, this late on a Friday, I got completely lost. I was counting toes. I was counting stuff in the shed. I, I had no idea. He lost me about 10 seconds. But I know he's right. I mean, I know he's right. But we do need – Stat room. Get that in the stat room on Stevie.
3: I was looking for the Pepto Bismol when he told me about the one and a half and I started thinking about all the money I blew laying one and a half. It, I was getting I was getting nauseated.
2: The only reason you recognize the money that you blown is because it's the games that you bet. I'm telling you, if you bet, if you bet your games minus one and a half, just do it every day. The plus money will make you you can go, you can you can hit 35, 40 percent and win money for the season.
1: What, what the audience also doesn't realize here, Ryan, is there's an underlying, even though these guys are friends, there's an underlying tension here. When oh, Stevie yeah. says he's filling up a shoebox full of hundreds, they all say Biloxi on them. They all say Beau Ravage. Stevie's been taking, he's been cleaning Carl's clock lately. And so this has all been boiled down. I hate to see this happen to two good friends. But but this, this is all coming down now to... You know baseball tension back and forth in a run line you hate to see it happen
0: and in the words of president gerald ford as i understood it there would be no math involved (laughs) (laughs) and i tried to write it down and i got to well i got to the point where i ran out of calculus skills and realized that's how i became a journalism major so that's that's when i quit writing down stuff uh Okay, so this week, now he said he wanted to do it. I don't know if he wants to do it or not, but the great Bill Berman, the band in his own self, said he, he well, wanted to make a commentary. He had a statement to make. He said he he wanted to get out there and put something out there and let it fly. So, well, we going to do it or not?
1: Yeah, we, we, we are going to do it, and I, and I think this is something as a show we should consider from time to time, an editorial section. Um and so I'm going to go ahead and do it. Um, it is, I was driving to work this morning, and I've been thinking about this for a while, and it just really came to a crescendo this morning. I, I, I pulled up in front of my office, and as I'm pulling up in front of Asbury Avenue in, uh, in Ocean City, New Jersey, a guy on a bike comes flying by, and this is 630 in the morning, flying by bike gear the tight awkwardly tight pants the sponsor jersey he's going you know a cool 25 miles an hour on a 10 speed he's everything is medium or smaller on this guy there's sweat there's everything and so what i wanted to talk about today and and when you listen to this podcast you should come here for advice from time to time i'm saying it's good advice but But look, we're going to tell you the things you may not want to hear, but that are good for you. If you are a grown male and you are out there wearing biker pants and some sort of sponsor jersey, and you're riding a bike by yourself, you're doing something wrong. This is not what you should be doing. The only way you're allowed to wear spandex shorts and a a sponsor jersey is if the actual sponsor gave you that thing. There's a number on your back and there's at least 50 to 100 other riders around you and you're in an actual race. You that's one. The only other way and I put this out on Twitter you're allowed to do it is if you're from the movie Breaking Away, one of the greatest movies ever made. If you haven't seen it, go back, watch that movie, to classic. And you're racing the cutters in that movie, you're allowed to do that. But but the thing you need to know about that movie is if you go and google the cutters and breaking away, you'll see those guys These guys actually won the race. They were wearing t-shirts and cut off shorts. (laughs) Dennis Quaid specifically. There is nothing wrong with getting some exercise on a bike. Throw a pair of gym shorts on, throw a loose t-shirt on. We don't want to see anything tight on another grown male and ride your bike. But this whole thing where you're dreaming that you're in the tour de France and, and, you know, you're climbing, you know, the wall and, and, and there's a, and You're
0: it's, breaking away from the Peloton up out Duez. Thank you,
1: Brian. I couldn't pronounce that, but I'm glad you said it. Uh, that is this is a bunch of demented bullshit that needs to stop. And especially, by the way, at 6:30 in the morning, I don't want to see some guy's junk coming at me in a pair of spandex at 25 miles an hour. I'm just it really hoping, like nine people. o'clock no, in the
0: mornings okay. just to,
1: No, just to be clear, no, no time. And, not, and, and at no speed, but definitely okay. not those things. Hey, can so I I'll throw, I'll throw, yeah, throw that out there to the team. Can, I, I
2: want a – this is public service I'm doing here. Let me interject here for just a second. I just want to make a quick comment. I found what we're going to be betting. The, 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 okay. the, the loser of the bet – Oh, has, no. <laughs> the loser of the bet has to wear get a spandex suit and ride a bicycle and video it. What about the naked bike run in New Orleans? Just go
1: naked. <laughs> the naked bike. But the Stevie, so A, Carl, that is a great bet. Challenge accepted. Okay? All right. Yeah. All right. B, B, Stevie, the whole, see, that is New Orleans, and that's a naked bike run. I'm fine with nudity, actually. I'm completely fine with it. Uh, the, I know there are guys in this audience. There's at least least a couple that shouldn't be in our demographic but it is it just shit happens in life guys people do stupid stuff that they shouldn't do there's a couple guys going i'm going to stop listening to this podcast i can't believe he said that about my spandex stop wearing it everybody sees you and they're laughing at you and you need to stop
2: doing it i don't think we have any any listeners that wear. yeah i look at our demographics they're all our age or older and i promise you they don't wear spandex
1: promise what do you think about those guys down in ecuador carl but i don't know about those guys no i don't
2: yeah no i don't but i don't think they do they have spandex in ecuador they don't wear that shit they they wear uh, uh adidas t-shirts and stuff like that
1: Did he just i don't know he, i mean i i guarantee you ryan by the way i don't want to you know we'll come full so we'll tie this all together there's definitely a couple of guys that he's bringing in from Tampa into the Beauvais in yeah. that are wearing that stuff coming
3: out the back of the truck with the hockey pucks.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and not hockey puck the way you think hockey puck. Like that—that <laughs> that hockey pucks in the spandex and it's coming right at you. I have never been more disturbed in my life. Like the whole first half hour of work today, I'm sitting there, and I'm I'm like, geez. I, I mean. <laughs> How, and, how and, do I get how do I get a junk train coming at me first thing in the morning? And then and then literally, I, it dawned, I'm like, I gotta text the boys. I I got I want to talk about this tonight. Oh, poor, no,
2: you, you, it, you. poor Lombardi probably has to sit in that office and wait till Bill comes in in the morning and listen to shit like this. That he he was riding on the interstate and he seen some guys junk hanging out of the side of his shirt.
1: Lombardi oh, probably he, he
2: probably hears that just, all the time.
1: I'm in way before Lombardi, just to be clear. But you are correct. When he walks in, the first thing I say is something like, "We
0: <coughs> we need to talk." So you know, what's what's amazing, and we didn't talk about this topic before the show tonight. You had a hot button topic for me because I live way out in the country, and these uh, you know Lance Armstrong, Greg LeMond, Tour de France wannabes will come out and ride on what we call farm to market roads or small country roads where the uh speed limit is 75 to 900 miles per hour we have big trucks out here (laughs) and the the shoulder is about this big i'm not making this up and sadly people get killed they come out they ride their bikes out there in the country and they think oh this is you know wonderful fine and i've been saying for years don't come out here stay in the city ride your bikes 35 miles per hour road or less I, when Back when I lived in Lubbock, Texas, USA, which is a mega metropolis compared to Robes, I was going to run for mayor. My only platform was you can't ride a bike on a street with a speed limit of over 35 miles an hour. And it's just stupid the way they act, the way they think, they, they, the, the road the rules of the road don't apply to them. But I will see them out in my area of the woods and I'm just like, you guys, you got a death wish. I'm trying to die. Let alone the fact that they put on Lycra And they don't need Lycra on, and it's exactly always the first person. Why is it the first person that you don't want to see wearing that or taking their shirt off at a baseball game? It's the same. That's exactly right.
1: No, that's exactly right. It's it's the people you don't want to see in Lycra that wear that wear Lycra and work out, and and you know you're exactly right, Ryan. Here's the other thing I love with these bastards they you you can drive your car you're driving your car how about when you get behind like three of them who have all decided now that they're in the they're in their own personal peloton and they're signaling you they're giving you the left the right i mean let's be clear like i i get it these people want to exercise they want i'm all for that look i'm on a podcast right now and i'm sweating through my shirt okay let's (laughs) for anybody who's watching this thing but but this is not your road. These are not things that you should be doing. Get the Lycra off. Again, any pair of gym shorts will do. You want to throw on cut off Daisy Dukes like like they did in, in Breaking Away? I'll actually applaud you. I'll get out and applaud you and hand you a bottle of water and you do that stuff. But I, I don't want to see a grown male or any kind of male in Lycra any time of day. And I'm, I'm telling to you style. right now.
0: I'm telling you right now, Bill. There's an episode we never saw because it got cut out by HBO and Tony Soprano's driving down the road and he turned right for 30 yards and then he turned damn back. right and wiped them and all. He out? said, I'm done with them. That's <laughs> awful. Them I can't believe it. Can
1: I say one other thing, Ryan, you said this earlier, Stevie, Stevie's very quiet right now. He's got, is, is, is Stevie the guy in, on this podcast? Did I just hit him? Hit a nerve, yeah, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> this is how I run right here. Luke's t-shirt. Uh-oh. Oh, all right, all right, Stevie. Sit down. <laughs> we don't want nothing. We've made. A, there are there aren't a lot of rules on this podcast, but one of them is nothing below the waist. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are freaking nuts. <sighs>
0: Do we need to right. talk about seventies cop shows tonight or not? Where are we? How much time we got, right. Carl? Nine minutes. You're the time master. Carl yeah, is like, the timekeeper. We
2: got like nine minutes. I don't know if we can cover seventies detective in nine minutes. There's a million of them.
1: I, I, I'm I'm happy to. I mean, we should we should just. I mean, let's go round Robin and at least talk about your favorite. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. You start off, Bill uh well i think everybody who follows us on twitter this nonsense that we all throw out there uh jim rockford's at the top of the list oh yeah um the guy was way before his time 200 dollars a day plus expenses great car fantastic car yeah uh the man lived in a trailer beachfront um his dad i forget the actor who played his dad but his dad was just an awesome character in that great, show great character. um I'm a big Rockford guy. And by the way, those episodes, uh, Ryan, I know we like to stick with um, our smaller sponsors, but Hulu, I don't, you know, I mean, shout out to folks at Hulu. They've got the whole Rockford series on Hulu. And it, if you have not seen that, um, yeah. and here's, here's the other thing. And sorry, the theme songs,
0: the theme songs.
1: Incredible, incredible. I mean, the, the show is literally uh, um, just Smithsonian worthy end to end and here's the other thing this is back in the day when you did a tv show season and you got 20 episodes right none of this bullshit where you strung out eight and hoped for the best and you took two or three breaks in between you got 20 plus full episodes in one in a season of the rockford Bobs.
2: yeah i mean look i today i started thinking about all of can you i mean if just stop and think about the 70s detectives i mean look you go dragnet Sergeant, Fry, you know, Sergeant Friday with Dragnet, you go Columbo, uh, I mean, uh, Steve McGarrett, Hawaii
1: 5-0, you know, uh, I mean, just unbelievable. There's a lot of people out there, there's a lot of people out there that don't realize, they think of Michael Douglas, and they think of, Telly um, you know, they think of Michael Douglas as this big movie star, Street to San Francisco, yeah. watch that series.
0: Yeah. Okay, excellent. I got to do one one real quick trivia question here, guys. Dragnet. What uh, web? His badge number. Do you know what it was? Ooh. Oh yeah,
2: I think so. Let's see. Uh, uh, I think it was. Uh, was it like nine one two or something like that?
0: Nope. Close. Sorta. Of. I had
1: a, I had, I had a nine in there somewhere, but I. I. I, I kind of know it, but don't remember.
0: 714 in honor of Babe Ruth's Home Run record.
1: Oh, very nice. Oh,
2: that's awesome. That was a great show. I watched that as a kid every single day. Um, I love the 70. Well, we gotta talk more about 70s detectives because it's you you know, you need you need we need a half hour
1: on this topic. No, no question. But here's the here's the other thing about 70s detectives. If you watch and the, the great thing about modern technology is is all of this stuff's available to you now on any of these networks. It's all out there. You could, you can Google any of it. And you get it, YouTube, whatever. <clears throat> but I love the fact that most of these detectives, not Jim Rockford, of course, um, these guys had no business being a detective. Like they were involved in fight scenes, chase scenes, like everything. You tell me, you tell me, if Barnaby Jones yeah. was 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 looking to do some damage to you, you couldn't take that old man out in, right. in like 30 seconds, right? right. This right. guy's wielding a wielding a, a small gun. You know, somehow he's got elderly karate on his side and and he's gonna take <laughs> you out. Like I'm gonna kick that old man's ass. And then the other one is cannon. Bill Conrad, yeah. that fat bastard. Like he's he's literally three steps away from a heart attack at any point. In those episodes
0: loved it. Love it off my shoulder, Bill loved Conrad. It. Absolutely. Stevie <laughs> got quiet all of a sudden. You got real quiet. He wasn't born. I was born in eighty
1: one. I don't know <laughs> about what y'all talking Stevie, about right now. Stevie, <laughs> Stevie, what So give us your, give us your any decade, your your favorite crime show slash detective.
3: I used to like this show. I don't know if you y'all. Got it up there where you're at, but they used to have a show called "In the Heat of the Night" with Carol O'Connor. I used to like yeah. that show totally. in the 80s.
2: Yeah,
3: that Mississippi, you know, backwoods Mississippi detective cop movie, a cop show. I used to love that that show when I was a kid.
2: Yeah,
3: ever
0: Stalardy. seen the movie? Yep. Huh? You ever seen the movie, Steve?
1: No, I haven't.
0: Go I haven't watch the movie "The City of eight the,
1: mo- the movie is stellar. I, I was worried Stevie was going to throw out like Golden Girls or something. I-, I had no idea where he was going with that.
0: <laughs> but I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you another 70s one that I guarantee you Carl and uh, Bill weren't thinking about. But one of the greatest police people, detective people, Angie Dickinson, police woman. Oh,
2: absolutely. I, I, now
0: you're talking. I
2: didn't think of her today, but I, when you mentioned it, it it rung a bell ring immediately. Uh that's, no, all I mean, that's a
0: damn storyline, but I certainly remember her and her hair.
1: I tell Let you what, she that, that was a fine woman. I love me some Angie Dickinson. <laughs> me too. And Angie Dickinson, that, that that's a great one. And and while we're on the topic of females, Ryan, um I, I still watch it again. It's out there. Just you know, go on one of these, you know, database networks um char- the not not the nonsense late stage charlie's angels the original cast yeah. you give yeah. me some you give yeah. me some Farrah Fawcett some yeah. uh vintage charlie's angels yeah. um i mean that you know kate jackson was kind of when i was a kid i knew enough that kate jackson was the ugly duckling in that one um but but still that yeah. whole that whole series um and this was back when like you had no idea who the hell charlie was he was just on a speaker every week and he wonders There's who the belt. hell of Charlie. Yeah, that's exactly right. I love Bosley. Bosley was my Pop. man. Carl, you would have been Bosley. If you were like <laughs> in another life, you you would have been Bosley. I see you as a Bosley. I
2: I'd love, love to be Bosley. I mean, look, I mean you're you, you look at who you're talking to three beautiful, like gorgeous detectives every day. I'd I'd love to be Bosley. Good morning, Angels. We,
1: we, we, we appreciate that, Carl. Thanks for the compliment. <laughs>
0: All right, final thoughts. Whatever, whatever anybody's got. What do you got, boys? What do you, what do you want to end on? Steve, you get to go first. What do you want to think about?
3: Oh, nothing really. Tomorrow, I'm get going down to Biloxi to visit Carl. I'm going to the uh, Hard Rock, which is next door to the Boravash, to play in this blackjack tournament. Last month, I made it to the final table.
0: Hopefully, this
3: month I'll, I'll pick up the check. Uh, I think it's fifteen or twenty thousand for the winner. So, that's so yeah, you're going to be incredible. splitting
0: tens all day long. Right. I mean, cause that's a smart <laughs> thing, right? <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: No, I got a little strategy. I'll give you. anybody who plays blackjack tournaments. It's a perfect, you know, I mean, it's, it's a pretty good strategy. You want to bet the minimum all the way till you get down to the last few hands and then you want to evaluate where you are. And, and that's when you decide to make, you, you know, what, what size bet you need to make according to who's got the biggest chip stack. So it's a little strategy, but a lot of guys, they want to go in or all in right away and, that's like suicide in these tournaments. So it's about, I would say it's probably 60% um, skill and 40% luck. You still got to catch cards, but it's good to know that, you know, a guy taught me a little strategy, how to play these tournaments. And you definitely want to bet the minimum early, you know, Stone you, cold
0: crustacean you, killer.
3: You cannot win it if you're not there in the end.
0: Nice. Bill, what you got this week?
1: Well, uh, sorry, I got distracted when Stevie just said big chip stack. I was thinking about that biker again coming at me and I got distracted for a second. Um, uh, I will say I said it last week. I'll say it again. Uh, Karma uh, is a bitch. Uh, Congratulations, Phil Mickelson. You finished roughly 145th in the the U.S. Open this week. Go sit your ass home. (laughs) Count your money and uh, enjoy yourself at home. Enjoy the kids. Enjoy Father's Day. But you ain't winning a U.S. Open. Uh, yeah. We know that's clear.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> Carl. So Carl, last week blew up. By the way, for those who uh, you know watch Lombardi's show, uh, whether it's on Neston or whether it's on Beeson or whatever, with the McDonald's receipt. Oh, yeah. what do we got this week? What are we looking out for this week? what's what's, what's coming up?
2: Uh, well, I still have one. My, my granddaughter, she's about five feet away from me. She's, she's watched the show all day, and she's laughed her butt off. Uh, hey there, what's so, her name? Uh, her name is Aubrey. Uh, Aubrey.
0: Hey, Aubrey, welcome to the show. What's
1: my? up, Aubrey?
2: <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, so she's the quiet one. She's the cheap one. Uh, the other ones have uh, gone home, and then uh, the two that stay with me, they're, uh, they're on their way to Baton Rouge for the weekend. Uh, So I'm going to be kind of by myself this weekend, just me and uh, uh, Lisa and uh, just quiet. NBA basketball is done. I'm happy. Uh, Fixing to take some time off in the month of July. I'm going to be off
1: about 18 days. So I may see each one of you. Get, get your butt up here, Carl. And can I say also one thing? How about a heads up next time your granddaughter's in the room? I'll tone down the, the, the Laker discussion a little no, bit. We'll they, go next they, week. No, that they love it. They have fun with it. Look, I don't I don't hold no punches. She's old
2: enough when, when they get when they get ready for the real world, they're gonna know what the real world's all about.
0: Aubrey tell jit Jack, you want to go to showbiz pizza and get some great pizza tonight. <laughs> You can get two large pizzas for $7. It's awesome.
1: And the piano's great.
0: All right. All right, guys. Uh, Awesome show tonight. We enjoyed the heck out of it. We want to thank everybody who ever watches us. Uh, Just fantastic. This thing is growing. It's blowing up. Uh, The people who enjoy this show, hey, share it. Put it on social media. Put it on Twitter. Put it on your Facebook. Grow it. For Carl, for Bill, for Stevie, I'm Ryan Hyatt. We'll see you next week when you want one more. We're the one more you want on the podcast.